baseball and whatever with your host, Justin McAwee. Because I was on campus and I had to appear like I was one of the cool kids, I would put the Star Wars book inside one of my textbooks so it looked like I was just studying for class. <laughs> All right, look, there's only one return, okay? And it ain't of the king, it's of the Jedi. Vincent Francis Jankowitz aboard. I'm a glorified fact checker. Last I checked, the most runs in a game wins. Actually, I am a fact checker. And good probst. If you look at most Bond fans movie rankings, they have Casino Royale and Majesties in their top two. For me, these actually rank in the bottom part of my list. I mean, I love them, but they don't compare to Diamond Club Forever. No, stop getting Bond wrong! Alrighty, everybody. Hello, there's Vinny. It's Justin here. We are back. Episode 76 of Baseball and Whatever. This week, we are talking baseball free agency, Justin Fields, and the amazing godlike ability he has at quarterback. Show <laughs> And how it's being wasted right now with the Bears defense. Uh, and then we are going to, we, we've done our Slimed 5 where we pull random episodes of TV shows we like and we rank them. But we are diving into the deep end of the pool this week. We are going to rank our top five office episodes of all time. We had a bunch of people write in. We had a voicemail call in. From friend of the show, Cody Del Mendo of CHGO. We will play his his voicemail in its entirety. Remind me, Vinny, I need to tag him when we get to that part so he can uh, okay. he can jump on in the chat. Maybe we can get him in the chat if he's not, you know, busy doing work. Um, but yeah, we're, we're here to go. We're ready to go. Uh, before we start, uh, breaking news, third amigo of the podcast, third co-host, Greg, is now the proud father of a brand new healthy baby boy. I, I figured you had something lined up uh james daniel which i'm gonna go on a limb and i'm gonna say that james is for james bond and daniel is probably for daniel craig does that sound right it's daniels james oh is it daniels, daniels? Is, is it daniels or daniel i thought it was daniel oh man we're horrible oh. uncles Vinny. <laughs> right oh it's a great start that poor kid <laughs> greg don't listen uh, to this episode of the podcast yeah right I thought it was Daniel, oh, yeah, I, James I, Daniel. Maybe it's Daniel. I don't know. I'm, okay. <laughs> I'm t- I was exhausted this morning. He's, so he's yeah, going to play this think... back for for young James or JD or I don't know what they're going to call him. Jimmy? Is that what they're going to call him? Jimothy? That's what I'll call him. Jimothy? <laughs> right? <laughs> Speaking of the he's office. He's got a good rapper name. It, do, it, do, he, it does. It does. So, uh, Greg and Ashley, Vinny's sister, uh, we are so happy for you guys. Congratulations. Um congrats yeah. guys congrats thanks th- why thanks again for making us uncles i guess i don't know i'm trying to think of <laughs> i didn't know what to say there for a second uh but uh yeah so we are psyched for them um also breaking news we have uh some international listeners this week which we've had in the past but it's kind of died down it's been mostly domestic lately we now have some uh some some listeners in holland over in dutch country Oh. Uh, so I'm going to try my best in Dutch to say thanks for listening. Here we go. Are you ready? Nope. Bedank voor het luisteren. There you go. Thanks for listening. This is going great. So we'll see. If if we have more international listeners, I'll try and learn some uh, learn some language. It's not going to go well. There you go. 
It was better than my New York accent, though, so we'll go. We'll yes, go with it that. is. Um, all that right, actually, so that actually sounded pretty good, Justin. Sounded just like though. Dutch. I am not Dutch, yeah. but I think it sounded like Dutch. Um, all right, so a couple things. We were going to talk about the office. We have, like I said, we have Justin Fields. We have MLB free agency. Nothing major is broke. We do have one big hot take that Vinny's going to drop on us. Real, real. He's going to drop a big load on us on this one. Oh, <laughs> we have some, Dear we, have Lord. some we have some listener comments. This is going great. Uh, but before all of that, if you want to write into the show, there's a variety of ways you can comment on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash baseball, baseball, whatever you can reach us at Twitch at twitch.tv slash baseball, whatever uh, tweet us at baseball and what we are on our way to a thousand followers. I think we're, we're close to a thousand It figures. We're so close to a thousand and actually making a brand. That now, you know, Twitter is falling apart at the seams. Uh, we'll see how that goes. But uh, email us at baseballwhatevergmail.com. You can find us on a variety of podcast apps, pretty much any of them. You can also find us if you want to check out the other awesome uh, podcasts on the Belly Up Sports Network that uh, sponsor us and kind of keep the lights on on StreamYard. Check them out at Belly Up and Friends. They have all their podcasts, including ours, if you want to subscribe to them to see what else they offer. But make sure you subscribe to ours separately as well and give us a five-star review. We'd appreciate it. You can also text us or write us a voicemail at 1-913-808-3278. That number again is 1-913-808-BART. All right. It's episode 76. So like always, uh, famous 76s that wore the number in Chicago. Vinny, I got nothing. Well... we're, we're, We're in like overtime here and I have no clue what any of these players are or who they are. Well, there are no White Sox for this week. Uh, we have one Chicago Cub. Okay. Back in 2000. Oh, God. I should know this then. Uh, Probably not. I've never heard of this guy okay. whatsoever. Who, who is it? Daniel Garibay? Garibay? No, I, I feel like this G-R-I-B-A-Y. is going to be... I-B-A-Y. I have never heard of him. I'm sure he's a great guy. I, I hope he's a great guy. This reminds me of, uh, was it over the summer we mentioned that we didn't know some minor league pitcher and then they liked one of our tweets? Yes. Remember that? And then we said, hey, you yes. want to come on the show? And we never heard from him again. So, yeah, um, yeah we tried. But That's probably because he listened to the show. He probably like, listened no. to the show and he's like, look at these assholes talking, yeah, right? talking crap about the, me. This guy only pitched one year. That 2000 season, he showed up with the Cubs. Uh, he Age 27 is when he made his uh, debut. Okay. ERA of 6.03 with a whip of 1.701. Not not, not the best. Not so, the greatest, no. um, Yeah, that's, yep. 2000. So, yes, that was his only peer, or his only year in the majors. So, not too, not too good. So, yes, that's probably why you don't remember him. Don't, do not remember him. 2000, I would have been, oh God, seventh grade. Seventh grade would have been almost 13. Those were the days. Actually, no, I hated middle school. Middle school was the worst. Um, all right. And and to correct our earlier point, uh, it is James Daniel, not Daniel, not Daniels. So James Daniels was a assuming. Yes. James Daniels was a Bears player, wasn't he? Yes, he was. There you go. Yeah. The the lineman. He's now with uh, the Steelers. Yes, that's correct. That's correct. Oh, that's probably Uh, what I was thinking subconsciously. See, you're dedicated to your craft. I appreciate that. Mm, Not really. Not really. No. (laughs) What else you got for us in terms of numbers? All right, we got uh, number 76 for the Bears. There's one big one you should uh, be able to get. What position they play? Uh, he was a lineman oh, on God. the defensive side. Uh, Roberto or, Garza? Yeah, defensive no. nose tackle. Defensive he was on the tackle. 85 Bears team. Uh, this guy has been currently in the news struggling with uh Oh, Steve issue. McMichael. 
Yes, correct. Yes, yes. He's fighting ALS, right? If, that, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, he is, unfortunately. Oh, yes. Poor guy. It's... That's rough. Yep. Um, okay. Um, currently, um, n- nobody's wearing Oh, hold on. Uh, yep, we got one guy wearing it currently. Um, he's on the offensive line. He's the only good guy that's been playing consistently well Seven Jenkins. all year. Yes, correct. All right. Um, other than that, let's see. Tom Compton, that name rings a bell. Okay. Um, Mitch Unrein. No. 2015 defensive lineman. No. Orlando Pace. I remember Orlando Pace. Remember. John they dragged Tate. him out of retirement, didn't they? Or, or they, was he near the uh, No, that was last year with uh, the guy from the Eagle Peters. Michael, oh, Marcus Peters. Peters. That's or right. Marcus, that's... or was it Marcus or... I don't I know remember his name, about, but yeah. he was an Eagles guy that they kind of, yeah, he was thinking about retiring and they brought him in. Yeah. Uh, but I don't, th- I think Orlando Pace was on the verge of retirement. Maybe he was retired. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I do remember that. It was like, I, was, I remember when he came, came to Chicago, I was like, oh, they got Orlando Pace. He's going to be great. And yeah, <laughs> I didn't realize that 34 really. for a lineman is like, yeah, Death. he's yeah. done at that point. Yeah. John Tate before that, he was on the Super Bowl. I remember John uh, team. Yeah. He was really good. Um, other than that, Sean Lee, 98. Uh, oh, he only played in 98. Um, <laughs> uh, Ron Rydak, Rydalk. Okay. No, it doesn't nope. sound familiar no, 75 at all. to 80. No. Nope. Uh, other than that, no, nobody else. John Melkus. 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 No. I, John Johnson, Bill Sta- Staley. Yeah, none of these guys are ringing a bell for me. So, yep, that's that does it for the Bears. Okay. Um, moving on, only one Blackhawk. Would you be able to guess him? 2022, what? this year. Oh, God. 76? Yeah. What's he play? What position does he play, does it say? Bench warmer. Oh. Defense. Shoots left. He's uh. from the Czech Republic. Uh. Drafted by Chicago in the fifth round in the 2017 NHL entry draft. And he's Czech. I should know that then. Uh, I have no idea. It's a J and a G, but the J sounds like a Y. <laughs> Jan? No, I have, I have no idea. Jakub Galvis? No, I have Jakub no idea. Galvis? I, I've never heard of him. Galvis? No. No? You keep yeah, saying so. it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it'll ring it. You know, it you know, maybe stir it just, something it in your mind. I don't know. There. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, he's played in six games, so mm, probably the okay. six games you haven't watched this year. Okay. Gotcha. No, I haven't and I that have does it. seen him once. All right. Well, there you have it. There's our famous 76s. Uh, we do have quite a, well, I shouldn't say quite a few. We have two YouTube comments, uh, this week. Would you like me to take them or you want to take them, Vinny? You can take them this week. All right. Uh, David on YouTube reached out and said, thank you for the timestamps. I know he also reached out to us on Twitter and said we would be the first baseball cast. He would baseball cast baseball podcast. He would listen to because he is a bears fan and we were going to talk about the bears. So, uh, is that the same guy? Yes, David, if you're listening, oh. thank you for listening. We appreciate it. We will talk about the Bears later. If you want to skip the baseball talk, the timestamps will be in the show notes. Uh, and then your dad, Pretzel Vince, on YouTube, and he texted in. Uh, he said it was great to have the- <laughs> <laughs> Oh, your poor dad. Uh, 
He said it was great to have the three amigos back together last week. We were able to get Greg on for a little while. Obviously, he's going to have his hands full now between work and a newborn baby. So who knows? Maybe plus Greg two will make... daughters and plus two daughters and his wife and a dog. Uh, what else? Am I missing anything else? I think that's it. G- video games is backlog. Oh, that that poor man. He he buys video games like it's going out of style, and they're just sitting. There. Well, they are going out of style. They're getting rid of uh, the the media. Did they're you know hard copy media? Yeah, that's true. He's, I, he's I, buying it all up because it's all going to digital. I made the mistake. I told him like if there's a sale that's better digitally than physical, I'll buy digital, and he was not happy with me. He's oh, like, I'm, I'm sure he probably so shunned you the rest of the I, day. I broke I broke his heart a little bit there. Uh, but yeah, your dad said it was great to have the three of us back together. It was. It was so much fun. Uh, yeah. And then he also, we were talking today when I got home from work because he was here to watch Maddie today. Uh, he said, great interview with Jason Kendall, too. We had a long discussion on some things. And he gave me a couple ideas of uh, if we end up having Jason on again, um, discussing like what the managerial interview process is like. Obviously, we don't know if Jason interviewed for any managerial jobs, but I know he's he's probably done some man- uh, some interview interview jobs and stuff like that in the past in baseball and is it you know some of these some of these interviews you hear about they're like two days three days and they're like five six hours long like what is actually discussed is it giving you situations and counts and you're making decisions who knows so that would be uh that would be something interesting i would like like to see what um he has to say about that so there you go if you haven't checked out that jason kendall interview it's two episodes ago now uh highly recommend it it was about 50 50 or 60 minutes about 50 minutes um, we dive into everything from the steroid era to what it's like to be a catcher and get injured, uh, his really, really nasty injury, and just some of the other stuff in baseball in general that he had thoughts on. So highly recommend it. Check it out. Uh, all right. We are ready for the hot takes, Vinny. Greg's hot takes. Now you want to get nuts? Come on. Hell yeah. <laughs> all right. Want to get nuts? Come on. Let's get nuts! All right, Vinny, I don't know if you can hear that right now, but that is a wave of angry Star Wars fans coming for you. So, uh, Vinny, tell us your hot take. I am not in love with Andor right now. I am nine episodes through. I think there's ten out right now. I don't know how long the the show is going, but I, I don't find this interesting at all. It is boring most of the time uh the 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 peaks and the there's peaks and valleys throughout the show the the lows are super low where i am disinterested it is not exciting whatsoever i mean they're literally i could use the randall clerks two uh when he's describing lord of the rings i can use that to describe an episode that's how boring it was bad huh it was not. It's not good. Okay. I don't. The characters they had, like Cassian Andor, he's. I, well, I wasn't I, really. I didn't find his character to be all that likable in I, Rogue I, One. In Rogue One, like I loved Rogue One, but I think maybe we talked about this because I know the three of us want to go see it. When we, mm-hmm. I remember getting in the car and being like, "I loved that movie," but I didn't know that any of the characters in that movie. Like, yeah, it. It didn't matter, but like, yeah, in him to build a show around him. I mean, like, I'll give it a shot. I haven't watched it yet, but I was kind of surprised. It. Yeah, but the, the, you know, and also the thing is, I had it built up. Uh, Jay Bird oh, and no. Doctor Mantis were building up the show, saying oh, that it was no. going to be better, like the best one. It's not. I'm so if if you think it's better than the Mandalorian, you're dead wrong because <laughs> I think the worst episode 
of the Mandalorian, which was the episode of the Frog Lady where they get stuck on the ice thing. Oh God, yeah, that was the, that was a rough was it one. the giant spiders? Yes, right. Yeah. That was still more exciting than the majority of the episodes of Andor. Really? Yeah. I, nope. I'm dead serious. Uh, I, that, that's about, my, I should say that's my opinion. Yeah. Obviously, other people do, but, uh, you know, they feel differently because, like you said, someone told you it was great. I know yeah. Jay Bird and Dr. Mantis have, have been telling me that I'm dead wrong on this, but I, the characters aren't exciting. I, They have a, a real douchey rent-a-cop in it and <laughs> okay. a a a gestapo karen pretty much oh wow um, okay you know the only thing the show's got going for it which which i would put it at the same level as the book of fett like the book of fett the characters were really interesting yeah. i love the characters it it had more excitement than andor andor's very very slow really um okay yes and the characters in Andor just aren't exciting, but the the thing that Andor that I like about it is you have the the world. You're seeing lots of different worlds okay. in the galaxy, which is it, it's refreshing to see. I'm not gonna lie about that. That's yeah. nice to see, um, and you also get to see, like I said, um, you get to see not the military side of the Empire. You get to see more of the Gestapo, yeah, FBI the police camp, side yeah. of it, where they have like their own. It's called, I think, they call it the ISB or something like yes, that. Yes, the is, Imperial Security Bureau, right? Is that yes, what they call it? Yep. I, and so, I know that from the extended lore books, books. I used to read. Yes. So <laughs> they they have that, and you get to see that. But other than that, like I, there's not anything really going for it right now and i know jay bird and dr mantis say well they're they're building the rebellion you're getting to see the rebellion built and it's like i i'm not seeing it like it's very slow they could have made this a movie i think it would have been better because it would have been forced to push it along quicker where they're, they're trying to fill episodes and it's just yeah they don't need to it's just not it's i don't know it's not doing it for me i don't i don't like it um all right well here, here's think... here's the million dollar question gun to your head i say Vinny, we are gonna watch episodes seven eight and nine or you're gonna watch all 10 episodes of andor what are you picking oh andor oh okay all right andor. that that okay I would that still gives pick me a frame andor over the, right. the, the <laughs> sequel trilogy absolutely absolutely not i would no i don't want to venture in those waters again those oh, are just boy. awful yeah um yeah, yeah but bad. yeah, it just yeah, it just doesn't do it for me. I think it, there needs to be more to it. I mean, they had yeah, it's just th- there's two episodes where they're building up where you know what's going to happen and they're building it up and it's just like get there, come on. Like I don't need this lull here. It's just yeah, it's just it drags uh significantly at parts. Like I said, the peak there's peaks and valleys, but the valleys last way too long and okay. they're just too too boring for me so i would like to hear someone that has a more of extensive background on the the extended uh universe and a more refined star wars palette is that what you're saying yes and to see what you (laughs) think of it um just because yeah it just doesn't do it for me so um, uh, yeah that that is my hot take is andor is not good I know I'm still waiting for our damn new treadmill to get delivered. Yesterday I had to run outside. So once that gets delivered and I have time to just sit and watch a show while running, I will start and or and report back. So 
There you go. Uh, I, I, you've lowered my expectations. So now what that means is I'm going to go in with so lowered of expectations. I'm going to come away thinking, oh, it. this is this is great. This is just like the Justice This is League. the best Star Wars thing <laughs> ever. This is this is just as good as um, what's his name? Justice, Justice League. League. It's going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, stay tuned for that. I will let you know what I think. Uh, real quick, before we get to the baseball talk, we want to thank our partner in the clutch for joining up with us here. In the Clutch is your awesome sports apparel company that is known for their licensed MLB, Negro League, and MLS apparel, along with great shirts to rep your favorite retro hockey, baseball, and football teams. Head over to InTheClutch.com, find a shirt you like, add it to your cart, and at, promo, uh, at checkout, use promo code Baseball and what to get 10% off your order. Once again, that's InTheClutch.com, find a shirt you like, add it to your cart, use the promo code Baseball and what all one word, and you will get 10% off your order. So thanks again to the folks over at In The Clutch. All right, Vinny, let's do some baseball ball talk <laughs> that, that is not the drop well i mean that is a drop this is going great that's not the correct drop no it's not <laughs> baseball welcome back to major league baseball sort of taking a look at chicago's two favorite teams and other happenings around the mlb i just right. want to apologize the Andor has broken my brain where I, I don't know how to function anymore. That's, that's well, how that's bad what that you show think of Andor, is. isn't it? Right? I mean, yes. it's, it's spot on. So, all right. Uh, we're going to get to this in a second. Uh, Vinny had a great idea with obviously being free agency, uh, not a lot of baseball news at the moment. Free agency just started. But throughout the weeks, we're going to take a position that uh, we can look at both on the south side and north side of town and kind of break down and analyze what needs they might have that are on the markets. Um, but before we do that, uh, Vinny, you found there's rumors of the White Sox cutting payroll already. Yeah, I think it was it was a James. Is it Fagan? Mm-hmm. Was it, is he mm-hmm. with the Athletic? Yes, uh, he, is. he had yes. he had leaked that. Um, yeah, that the Wax could be looking to cut payroll. Um, wow, which which isn't good for a team in contention. Um, I I don't know how true that is. I would like to think that he's got some inside knowledge um you know working with the athletics so if that's true that is god i don't know i i mean technically are they saying the windows shut then okay right? yeah i guess that's what it means i mean if you're slashing payroll you're not looking to spend but i don't know i i'm this is going to be a very interesting off season for the white Sox. um if they're truly looking to uh slash payroll and i know um one of the Cubs uh, bloggers was saying that the, the Cubs should look at uh, if, you know, if the White Sox are looking to slash payroll, look to pick up maybe Yoan Moncada and fill mm-hmm. in the third base side. If, if it's cheap, you know, I know, um, was it Luke Stuckmeyer from uh, CHGO had talked about trading Patrick Wisdom and Ian Happ for Yoan Moncada oh. near the trade deadline. Yes. And yeah. no, no way you. would I do that. I, no. I, wanted to keep Ian Happ um, and I think that would be too steep maybe if it was like a Patrick Wisdom Yoan Mankata swap or something like that with the Cubs absorbing the the money in that deal okay you know take a shot on a guy that's you know you know broken a little bit yeah broke yeah broken a little bit hopefully you can kind of find whatever he had it was in 2020 i think he had that really good year in 2020 um so yeah if they can they can get that you know get him for cheap why not uh i'd take a flyer on yoan mancata for the cubs 
I'm just Bills surprised. Needs, so. I mean, you got the new manager. I'm just shocked that Jerry Reinsdorf is already slashing payroll. Like that just blows my mind. I, I don't know. Not, I, no I, surprise I, though. I, no, it's not. I feel bad though for the Sox fans out. I feel bad for Greg because. Yep. You know, I, I meant to text him today and say if he was going to let uh, James grow up a White Sox fan or if he was going to push him away from that because of all the pain he felt this this offseason, this summer. Yeah, I he guess. might push him. He might just push him out of baseball. Don't even yeah, be a I'd baseball be like, forget fan. It. Go, go, go get into something else, anything but baseball. Right. Um, all right. So we were going to, like I said, we're going to try and pick a position each week. Uh, this week, uh, Vinny picked starting pitching. So do you want to start with the White Sox on this one and then we'll dive into the Cubs or what would you like to do? Sure. We can also look at, uh, we'll look at, yeah, the, and we'll then start who's with available, the White Sox starting yeah. pitchers. Um, for uh, we'll start with players that received qualifying offers. That's done, uh, okay. I guess, right now. So there's 14 players that received a qualifying offer. Um, Aaron Judge of the Yankees, Trey Turner of the Dodgers, uh, Xander Bogarts with the uh, um, Red Sox, Jacob Degrom of the Mets, Dansby Swanson of the Braves, Carlos Rodon of the Giants. Bummer. Brandon Nimmo of the Mets, Wilson Contreras of the Cubs, Chris Bassett of the Mets, Anthony Rizzo of the Yankees, Tyler Anderson of the Dodgers, Martin Perez of the Rangers, uh, Jock Peterson, which was kind of surprising, yeah, of the Giants, yeah. and Nathan Eovaldi of the Red Sox okay. all received qualifying offers. So that means they all have draft compensation Correct. attached to them. So that's going to kind of factor in um, on the uh, – the decisions when looking at the free agencies. Now the Chicago White Sox, uh, their current depth chart on ESPN lists Dylan Cease uh, as their ace, Lance Lynn, Lucas Giolito, Michael Kopech, and Davis Martin um, on um, as they're in the current depth chart for the starting rotation. Um, let's see. I, is Lucas Giolito, is he... I thought he was close to being up. I don't know if he's got one more uh, year left. Yeah, I or think not. he's got maybe one year left, if that. So, okay. So, uh, of the of the current starting pitchers out there, there's Clayton Kershaw, Trevor Bauer, which no one's probably going to sign him. Yeah. Uh, David Price, Jacob Degrom, Justin Verlander, Carlos Rodon, Noah Syndergaard, Nathan Eovaldi. Zach Greinke, Sean Manaya. Sean Manaya might be a good fit to be on the backside of the bullpen. That would be nice. A left-hander. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm just trying to think. I know they really just need a fifth starter. Um, and let's see here. Oh, I lost the. Let's see, um, I'm trying to think on who throws what for the White Sox right now. Um, left-handed because i'm trying to yeah think i honestly I'm, I'm drawing a blank myself i honestly don't know um okay uh let's see here dylan c throws right um lucas g Lato right michael kopech right so they could probably use what does lance throw he's a right um man yeah they got a lot of and then Davis Martin is he even on this list? Yeah, Davis I, Martin. Yeah, that's a good one. I don't he throws know. right, so they have all righties, so they yeah. could probably use a couple lefties. Hector um, Rondon. Not Hector, might work. not Hector Rondon. Carlos Rondon. Sorry. Uh, Carlos Ro- Rodon. Rodon. Oh my god. Carlos <laughs> Rodon, not Hector Rondon. This is yeah. going great. We're yeah, this is a really tonight. rough episode. 
This is a rough episode. They're not all like this, folks. I swear. Yeah. Not all. Um, you know, for, for lefty, you know, I I don't. Again, if they're cutting payroll, <laughs> what the hell are they gonna do? I don't know. Um, you know, Sean Mania, he's a lefty. Carlos Rodon, lefty. They have, you know, I think he's gonna be too pricey. Spot Track has him at thirty-two million market value. Sean Mania is at eleven million. So, and again, he'd be a backside of the bullpen or bullpen. God, I don't even know what the hell we're talking about. Starting pitcher, <laughs> he'd be backside of the starting pitcher because I don't think Davis Martin is gonna be there, especially no. if you need a couple lefties in there. Right. Um. You know, Mike Miner. I man. I mean. We got to go cheap on this. Um, trying to just think. Jeez. Uh, I yeah. I honestly. Yeah, don't I know mean, what Drew they do. Smiley, but they're I they're guess. saying his market value is better than Sean Mania. It's at fourteen million. Wow. Um, with the way he pitched last year. Yeah. Um, well, and he, yeah. I really thought yeah, he was going to re-sign with the Cubs too, to be honest. But. Yeah, you know, Jose Quintana could make his way back again. He's. <laughs> He's, that, his that is value. a that is a White Sox move if I've ever seen one. Is would be to right? bring him I, back to be their lefty in so, the starting rotation. So yeah, I mean that's you know Clayton Kershaw, David Price, but those you know, David Price is thirty seven years old. Uh, Clayton Kershaw is only thirty four, so maybe, but I doubt he's going to go to the White Sox. I could have swore um, I was I read before we started that that there was talks already or rumors that he was signing another one-year deal with the Dodgers, but I who knows if that's true or not. So Yeah. Wade Miley's out there. Um That would be that could be know, a good that would up. be an option for him. Um yeah. I don't know what that would cost. He's 35 years old that it currently don't have a market value for him. So that might be an option. God, Rich Hill. Oh god. <laughs> Man, the left lefty starting pitching uh, options are slim pickings. Holy cow. Yeah, Matt Matt Boyd's a younger arm. They don't have a market value out there for him currently. Danny Duffy oh, God. at 33 years old. I didn't know um, that's it? Oh, wow. I remember when the Cubs were He was were with the Dodgers last year. Yeah, I remember when he was a Royal, I believe, right? Yep. Yeah, he was a Royal for a long time. Long time, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean – I I would assume that they're going to try to look for at least one or maybe two, but again, I don't. They're an enigma if they're supposed to be slashing payroll. That so they're going to be getting guys on the cheap. Um, if if they're going to do do anything, um, like I said, they could be. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I know Garrett Crochet is coming back. He's a lefty, but he was out. What? He just he, he screams time? bullpen guy to me, but I could be wrong. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I know he was in the bullpen. Um, yeah, he, and I don't think that they're gonna. He's coming back from injury. I don't know if it was Tommy John surgery. He just mm-hmm. um just was recovering from. But yeah, I don't. I don't think you're gonna want to just throw him into the starting role or at least rely on him. I mm-hmm. mean, with the way they treated Michael Kopech, you know they're probably gonna be on the slower side. Um pitching him getting him back so yeah i don't i don't know where they're gonna go um they got a ton of righties uh right now and just pitchers in general um not a lot of lefties um so i would assume they're gonna get one or two and it's probably going god i don't even know where they're (laughs) i don't even know where they can go with that maybe wade Miley. maybe wade miley and you know he pitched well when he was healthy the problem was he wasn't healthy um the best ability is what availability right 
That That's sounds the, yeah, you know yeah, you're not you're not wrong. So not wrong. I don't know, Rich Hill, he's he goes out there and can can throw the ball every fifth day or whatever. So maybe they Rich Hill comes back for you know, at age forty three and wants to to throw it again for the White Sox. Who knows? Um oh Yeah, I, I don't have anything else. I don't know if you would have no, any unfortunately, I have no, nothing. I mean, I think you you pretty much nailed it. They, it's not. Oh boy, I I don't know. It doesn't look good. No. Um, doesn't it? I, I just I feel awful for White Sox fans. Like that's all I got. I really yeah, and and they don't have the um Japanese pitcher. What's his name? Senga or Senga? Yeah. Not they don't. No, they don't is, have... that, is that what? I can't think of it. Um, <laughs> yes, I know who you're talking about, but yeah, I I have not heard anything with him and rumors with the White Sox though. So yeah, I haven't either. I don't think he's even a um, blip on the radar. I don't there. think you know. So, no. So um, yeah. Okay, I guess we can probably move on to the the Chicago Cubs. It's All a right, bit more interesting. Yeah. Um, so because yeah, the the White Sox are just depressing right now. It is. It and I feel I just like I said I feel bad. I feel horrible, and I'm not even a Sox fan. I have no rooting interest in in what happens to them, but I feel bad for for White Sox fans. Um, all right, so Cubs starting pitching. Do you want to go through like the depth chart first, or what would you like to do here? Sure. All right. Yep. It, um, let's see here. Marcus Stroman, uh, according to ESPN's depth chart, Marcus Stroman, uh, Kyle Hendricks, Justin Steele, Keegan Thompson, Hayden Wisniewski is the starting five. Uh, going from one to uh, number five. So Hayden Wesninski slots in at the fifth starter. Okay. Um, it's not a bad one. I think Keegan Thompson's a bullpen guy. Um, yeah, I think or Justin, at least uh, a a, uh, a gap guy, like to go back and forth, yeah. you know. Yeah, the swing man type swing of man, role. Swing man, yeah. Yeah. Um, so at at this moment, um, they definitely need an ace. Uh, I don't know if it's it's Kodai Senga is – is, is that you know he's a guy that can hit 101 so he can throw gas um i don't know coming over from japan there might be a you know an adjustment period for right him. right um so maybe uh you know he's he's more of a two he's not an ace number one type guy but um i i would like to see the, the cubs get him yeah um, I would, he doesn't I would. have a posting fee at all uh, he, I think he's got the same agent as uh, um, Saya yeah. and you Darvish. Uh, so I think that I think the fit there is really good. Um, well, I know Saya has been kind of advocating for coming to the Cubs too, which I mean, I'm always a fan of when I see players do that. So that's yep. really neat. Um, I don't know. I, I think that would be a great pickup. If now my question for you is, if he's the only big time starter they get, are you content with that? And they didn't get like a like he's he's their ace, and then they got a an additional piece or yeah some back of the rotation like a Drew Smiley yeah they got, something they like that because they're because they're they didn't talks. Uh, yeah he declined his option and right. yeah because I I thought it was option was like eight million or something yeah. eight or nine million it was under ten and right now they're saying his market value is around fourteen so I I can see why he declined that so. Yeah, if, if they if he's their ace that they go get, um, and then they get a a, a death piece like a um, Drew Smiley, um, 
I, I'd be okay with that. It would be nice if they went and got somebody else. Um, you know, if they, yeah, I just, I, I don't know because, you know, Jacob deGrom's a big name out there, That's but he's, he's got a draft up. pick attached to him. I, he's great when he pitches. The yeah. problem is he just, he's never healthy. Correct. Um, Justin so, Verlander, I think he's a free agent, right? He's a free agent. Yeah, he's I mean, up there though, in age, that's the only. He's thirty nine, he, almost forty. Three months, he'll be forty years old. Um, so, you know, I know a lot of people are advocating, oh, get Justin Verlander on like a one year deal. Sure. When's Father Time going to catch up to him? That's right. my thing. Right. He can't keep pitching like he is. I, it's. It's gonna hit him. It's just like Aaron Rodgers. You know, Father yeah. Time has caught up with Brady. him and Tom Brady. You know, time it, is undefeated uh, yes. in that regard. So exactly. So I don't. I I don't know. I I, I would rather see Noah Syndergaard. To be honest, I don't I'd know. I'd be okay what, with you that. Know, see what he's got left. He, it, you know, his market value currently they're saying around fifteen million. That seems pretty cheap, but yeah, maybe I I don't. Uh, I don't think he's got a. No, he's not a, a qualifying offer guy. So he he's available and out there. He pitched all of last year, so there wasn't an issue there. Correct. Um, yeah, I know they've also been link, linked to Corey Kluber. So maybe if they get Corey Kluber as a back back end of the the depth piece type of guy, I'd be fine with that. Yeah, I'd be okay with that. Um. Yeah, I just I don't know. Again, there's there's a lot of options here. It's going to be interesting to see what what happens when how things are going to play out here but i would love for them to get senga um i think he's uh, he's number 1 on my list just because he he can throw hard they don't have a lot of guys that can do that Correct. on the starting yep. rotation no. um so that would be nice to see um plus just the japanese connection with him and seya is always and, it, that and would then be fun too. and then you know maybe now the year after that you maybe bring over shohei yeah shohei and i think you darvish will be on the yes on the market then so that get him awesome. and yeah we'll have the japanese national team hey that, playing you know for, what? in chicago that, that'd be fine with me so i'd be fine with all those guys yep so yeah um, so there you go yeah I, I, yeah, I just I don't know where it's gonna go for no, both no, teams, I'm, but the, I, the Cubs look brighter right now. I keep now. refreshing Twitter to see if any big signings have happened yet, and there's nothing. Obviously, I know they're not they're only supposed to negotiate with their current teams the five days after the World Series, and now it's just it's technically just official official because prior to that, I guess, would be tampering. Whether or not they would do anything about that, I don't know, but. Um, yeah, so we'll see. I guess next week we'll pick another position. We'll we'll lay out who's left and who who could make a run for the White Sox or Cubs. Um, real quick, we don't really need to spend too much time on this because I'm already pretty much over it. But the World Series is officially over. Um, Vinny, are you happy for Dusty Baker? Are you mad the Astros won? Do you not care? Are you indifferent? Where do you stand on the World Series this year? I'm indifferent. Um, yeah, I just the whole the whole i guess narrative of well this puts the cheating scandal to bed it's like no it no. really doesn't like if fan if their fans are expecting other people not to still be upset with it like you guys go touch grass like you know get with it um like people are still upset with it because nothing happened yeah there was no there no punishment there was no apology from the players that 
you know, cheated. Um, so yeah, I, I don't care. Um, good for Dusty, I guess, That's, you know, yeah. I'm not going to be upset, but at the same time, I don't care. Like, you know, especially finding out that he, he nicks the Wilson Contreras trade. Yeah. That was unfortunate. Um, was. but, um, yeah, I, I don't care. Like good, you know, good for Dusty. Good for like, him. He, like that's, yeah. You know, it's kind of like the, the Andy Reid, like the guy that's always been close, like mm-hmm. finally gets it. Like it was, it was funny when he wasn't winning, like with the Nationals, they had the stacked teams and like, yeah, yeah, and they just Cubs, couldn't yeah. win. It was, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was comical, especially after the Cubs. But then like when the Cubs won, I'm like, yeah, I don't care anymore if Dusty yeah. like doesn't, you know, if he wins. Like before that, I was like, no, I, I want the Cubs to win before Dusty wins sure. because of, you know, that, that's, was it 2004? When they collapsed, that was oh three was the the oh, Marlins series. Oh four was the yes. collapse when they fell out of the playoff race. But yeah, I, I mean, I like him. He seems like a genuinely good guy. I liked him as a Cubs manager, although you know, hindsight, did he kind of overpitch Mark Pryor and maybe carry Wood a little bit? Did Mark Pryor come out and say that he didn't? Yes, that, he did. Mark Mark Pryor has no and... yeah. Mark Pryor had no issues with him. So in that regard, yeah. if Mark Pryor doesn't, why the hell should I have an issue with it? But but yeah, yep. like you said, I was happy he won finally. You know, gets the gets gets that off his back. Um, yeah, no, I, I mean that's really all I. I'll be honest, I didn't. I barely watched any of the World Series. I watched maybe two games. I, I just yeah. I couldn't. The Phillies, I don't really care, and the Astros, I didn't necessarily want them to win. Besides yep. Dusty Baker, but um, do you want uh before we move on to football, do you want to go over our predictions from the beginning of yes, the year? Yes, I. Ha- do you have I have them up. Do you I want do to go not over have who them. actually won? Oh, you have I, them up I don't too? have any of them. Do you have them with you? I have all, I have the ones that we made, the our okay. predictions. Do you want to tell me who actually won or we'll just go division by division? Yes, let's do that. Okay. We'll start with the AL East. Justin, do you remember who who you had? I think I said the Blue Jays. Yes, we all had the Blue Jays. And the right. actual winner was the New York Yankees. Oh boy. <laughs> They were seven games up on the Blue Jays for the division. Yeah, so. we we were <laughs> not really good missed on the that boat one. on that one. All wrong. Well, going to the AL Central doesn't oh, get God. any better here. We all had the White Sox, and the winner was the Cleveland Guardians at eleven games up. Eleven yeah, up on the we, White Sox. Wow. Jeez. Yep. Uh, okay. not, not good prediction from us. Nope. Um, moving <laughs> we're on over to two. The, <laughs> yes, not good here. Uh, moving on to the AL West, um, you and I both had the Mariners, yes. and Greg had the Astros. All right, and so the winner Greg, was the winner was the Houston Astros. Good job, they, Greg. Uh, they uh, they were sixteen games up on the Mariners. The Mariners did make the wild card, but uh, and they were second in the division. But uh, yeah, Astros steamrolled everybody in that division. Holy cow! Yep. one hundred and six wins. Yeah. All right. That's unfortunate. Yes, it um, was. The NL East, you and I both had the Phillies. Ooh. Greg had the Braves. The Braves the winner was? were the division winners of the NL East. Wow, Greg. Greg's two, and, two for four. Two and two right now. Yeah. All right. Oh, uh, I'm looking at the NL Central right now. Yikes. <laughs> yep. Uh, you and Greg both had the Brewers. <laughs> uh, I had the Cubs. <laughs> oh, and it was the St. Louis Cardinals. Ugh. Boo! 
They were seven games up on the Brewers and a whopping 19 games up on the Cubs. And the the Brewers probably should have won that division. They should have. They that choked. trade at the deadline yeah. just killed, killed them. Killed them. Um, mo- moving on to the NL West, we all had the Dodgers. And the winner yes, was? the Dodgers. That is correct. Nice. 111 wins, uh, most in baseball. Well, Greg got uh, got m- most of the divisions, right? I think he had, what, three? And yes, he had I three. I think you were the next closest with one. One? Two, one. <laughs> Just one? Yeah, one. I had one, too. So I had um, Dodgers and... Uh, that was it. That was yeah, it. Yeah, you got the Brewers <laughs> wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you oh. and I were pretty much the same outside of the Cubs, Brewers, and the Central. So yeah, yeah, we were bad. Wow. Although for the World Series, you had the Phillies. You were the I only I one had, to get uh, a team right in there. You I had, had the but Blue you had the Blue Jays over the Phillies. Over in seven. the Phillies, it was a, would have been a recursor or a recap or a return of the ninety two World Series. I think ninety two, ninety three, okay. ninety three, ninety two. I don't know. Blue Jays won ninety two and ninety three. I don't remember which one they they played the Phillies against but uh so yeah there you go would you who'd you and uh Greg have for the World Series games I had the White Sox sweeping the Dodgers <laughs> <laughs> oh that was sad um and Greg had the White Sox over uh over the Dodgers in six games so okay get a closer series um I did not. You I guys was, were, were they, Greg was so filled with such hope at the beginning when we made those predictions he was and then and it broke him it broke him <laughs> he is they, the White Sox literally broke Greg. They broke his brain. So, yeah, uh, yeah we'll have to come come the spring. We'll have to do some more predictions because that, that'll be yes. a good time. So, um, all right. Well, I got no more baseball stuff. Are we? Should we move on to football? I think so. All right, let's do it. Manures of the Midway. <laughs> where the guys talk the pile of horse crap that is the Chicago Bears. I mean, when you consider the other choices, manure is actually pretty refreshing. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm trying to pull up the box score right now, and of course I'm not getting it. But I, you know what? The only thing that really matters really is the amazingness that is Justin Fields. Here is his stat line for last Sunday's Dolphins and Bears game. Yes, the Dolphins won barely, uh, but he was 17 of 28, passed for 123 yards, um, Three touchdowns, was sacked twice, 106.7 QB rating. But the main thing was that he ran on 15 carries for 178 yards, the most in a regular season game in NFL history, I believe, correct? That is correct. I believe he beat out Michael Vick for regular season, and I want to say Colin Kaepernick maybe had three more yards in the playoffs. Is that if I'm not mistaken? I thought he had what what was his yeah he had 181 yards okay yep so yeah so i mean or Vinny, i don't know what else you want to add but um it was genuinely i was actually watching the bears game this past sunday with optimism and excitement and it wasn't like hate watching it where i'm like oh man i can't wait to see what goes wrong now um justin fields took that game over and like that was like a coming out party for him uh, and what killed me is there's still some beat writers talking about how he's not going to be any good. Um, awful. Joe Crowley, I think his name is. No, not Joe Crowley. Is that it? Joe Crowley. Joe Crowley of that he's he's idiot. He's the Bulls beat writer, and he was saying that he didn't believe the uh, Justin Fields was going to be good. The one thing I keep hearing on sports radio here in Chicago is that well, he can't pass. 
So he's just running. Well, okay, no, he can. He's proven he can pass in Ohio State. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have anyone to pass to. Ch- uh, Claypool, I would argue that was pass interference at the end of the game. Uh, uh, the NFL came out and said, and said it, it was, was pass yes. interference. And Darnell Mooney, okay, he's a decent decent receiver but besides those two those two guys no one else can catch a ball i mean even that play at the end of the game to was it um was it st brown no not st brown yes it was went right through his hands i mean that could have that could have changed the tide right there so i i can't stress enough how excited i am to see justin fields grow as a player i think they have found their guy i think he is the qb of the future they need to build around him um, I think he's pretty much guaranteed himself a second contract at this point because of the progress he has made. Uh, but they just need to surround him with better talent, and then I think things will really fall into place. And they need to revamp the defense because the defense is a sieve. It cannot stop anything at this point. But granted, yep, it makes sense. Robert Quinn and Roquan Smith are gone now. But, um, yeah, I don't know. What's your take on all that? You nailed a lot of good points, uh, and most of them, um, yeah, I was going to say some of those so thank you um <laughs> yes there that's the narrative um that's coming out a lot of people the national media are praising justin fields yes. for his performance and calling him a star and it's like yes this is this, this is, is what it. he this is what his potential's been like yeah. everybody's been poo-pooing him and saying oh i don't think the the Bears, they, they know what they have with them. You know, he's not doing well. Well, you know, the first three weeks they were they were trying to do pocket passing with a line that can't protect him. Yep. Um, and then probably the that mini buy might go down as one of the best bye weeks of Bears history where they started implementing the Ravens offense into their offense. Yep. And credit Luke Getze for that, like identifying that and saying, hey, this is we need to start doing this in order to have a functioning offense because right now the line's and it, it comes down to the line. It doesn't come down to Justin Fields' ability as a pocket passer. No. It comes down to the line. He doesn't have time to throw because now when they're moving, and you saw it in the Dolphins game, when he had time to pass, he made that great touchdown pass to Mooney, dropped it right in there. Yes. He can pass from the pocket. I don't get what people are saying that, it, you know, the past three games, 61.9% completion percentage, 73.9% completion percentage, and 60.7% completion percentage. And he probably would have had more completions if Equinemia St. Brown didn't drop the ball or they would have called the pass interference because that wouldn't have been an, an attempt. So he's completing passes. You know, he's doing this offense. You know, this is also another thing that people are saying, well, he's a rushing QB. That's just, first of all, that's BS. If you look at the other two prolific, quote unquote, rushing QBs, uh, Michael Vick and Lamar Jackson, if you look at their college stats, because we don't have enough for Justin Fields on, you know, his NFL stats to say, is he a rushing QB or not? But if you look at Lamar Jackson, Michael Vick, Lamar Jackson is three seasons uh, in college, averaged 1,377 yards rushing. Mm-hmm. Michael Vick averaged three or 649 yards rushing in his two seasons, and Justin Fields averaged a whopping 371. He's not a He's running. Not a QB. rusher. No. No, he is fast, and, yeah. and I love the watching him run because it's just so smooth. Yes, and he's got great vision too. Like on that sixty-one yard scramble, that vision just to run and pretty much be untouched 
yeah. on that run was just beautiful to see. I think he's a great runner. Obviously, I think for him right now, the thing I want to see him improve on is knowing when to get down because there's yeah. sometimes he's taking hits on those runs that he shouldn't be. But he's not getting hit a lot. He does no. get out of bounds. He's he's getting better at that. I would yeah. say at the beginning of the season, he was taking a lot of unnecessary hits when he was running out of the pocket. Now he, he is getting down a lot better. I still would like to see it be like sliding instead yeah. of diving so that way guys aren't falling on top of him because he's diving forward and then you get those big linemen jumping on top of him. That's happened a couple of times where it's like, oh, I just hold my breath hoping he gets up okay. Yep. Um, but, you know... That Miami game was great, I and I can't wait. I really hope he builds on it again. It's been three weeks in a row, him building on that. I'm going to just put the stamp on it now. I've done a while ago because it's probably too late at this point, but he will be – he's going to surpass Sid Luckman as the Bears' wow. best quarterback. <laughs> it's not really a, it's not a high bar reach here, but – he will surpass Sid Luckman, and he will be the Bears' best QB in franchise history when his all sudden when his career is over, barring obviously any significant inner injury. I was going to say energy that didn't make any sense. Well, yeah, but I, you know, it's it's funny. I want to say in one of the press conferences, he even said, you know, this is weird for me to be running this much, and I'm sure yeah. Luke Gutsy, you know, to his credit, like you said, hey, we don't have the line for you right now to be making great throws or the receivers for that matter. Uh, so this is what we're going to do to keep you alive and kind of accent your talents or accentuate your talents, which is being fast. And as soon as he's able to break at least one guy or get by one guy, no one's catching him. And, and to mm -hmm. his credit too, like you said, Vinny, I, I even noticed it watching the Dolphins and Bears game. There were so many more times where he he ran out of bounds or, you know, mm -hmm. and, and not because it was a clock management thing, but just like, you know what, avoiding the big hit, which – Yep. That's fine. I, I, you've already got the first down. You, you've got like another 10 yards after the first down. Get out of bounds. If you can save yourself from getting a hit, that's fine. Or like you said, you know, he's trying to improve at getting better at getting down so he doesn't get hurt. Um, also, Cole Komet actually looked like a real football player last week. I was shocked. Yeah, I don't know where that came from. That was uh, impressive. Yeah, he had two what two touchdowns. The, the two one, touchdowns, his yeah. first one was a really nice. Uh, it was a good throw and a good run um and a great block by equanimous st brown yeah. that guy he can't catch the ball but he can, he block. can block maybe yeah. maybe we can get him on the line or something uh he's a, a great uh blocking wide receiver yeah um and he he sprung that block there along the end uh or along the sideline for uh cole Komet to get in so mm -hmm. yeah that was that was great to see and i know um get just getting back to the offense um it's funny. They were talking on the score today and they were saying, well, can the bears win with this type of offense? And is it sustainable? Well, they've put up 33 points, 29 points and 32 points. I mean, if the defense can hold them to like under 20 points, yeah, they're going to win. I mean, yeah. this is a winning offense. And again, fields isn't getting hit. He's not getting plummeled game or you know play after play on these runs he's getting out of bounds you know he's getting better at avoiding the big hits so right 
I think this offense is sustainable. I don't think it's the offense going forward. I just I, I just think right now this is what they have to do in order to keep fields safe is to to do the runs, to have them worry about spying him. And it's funny, they still spy him and he still gets the first downs, um, which is great to see. So, yeah, I think this offense for right now is what we're going to see the rest of the year, barring the, the offensive line figuring it out and them actually being a – cohesive unit um i think this is what it's going to be so i don't know if he's going to be lighting up the passing yards doesn't mean that he's you know and that's the other thing people are saying well he's not passing for over 200 he doesn't have to he put over over 300 total yards like that's you have to look at that that aspect of it you can't just say well his passing yards are in 200 so he, he can't pass he's a running quarterback well Again, we, we've talked about the running yeah. quarterback part. Yeah. That's not true. Um, they are doing design runs for him because he can run, and that's part of his one of his good skills, um, but it's not his game. Um, that was, wasn't even one of the things they talked about him coming out of college. So to say that is just false. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to this Lions game. I really hope he doesn't have a clunker yeah um, which could happen it very well could he, happen he's going but... to eventually he can't yep. sustain this forever like no no good quarterback can sustain perfect perfection you know so yeah um yeah so he could he could have a clunker but yeah again with this offense him running and you know them extending drives with his legs yep it's giving it, you can see it it's giving him confidence when he's throwing the ball it, there's it doesn't seem like he's too hesitant anymore like the no. the the thing that was at the beginning of the season he's holding on to the ball too long i feel like he's getting rid of the ball quicker than he was at you know the beginning of the season i don't have any stats to really back that up but you know i i think he, you know the this offense is giving him confidence to start growing and it looks like the game is starting to slow down for him which is great for him and the bears offense and again gutsy for for figuring this out and you know abandoning what they were originally doing and trying to get what works to suit him which is something matt Nagy refused to do in his tenure here over the last four years or three years whatever the hell it was did you um, uh did, i don't know if you listened to the score yesterday or no i'm sorry not yesterday tuesday uh in the Parkins and Spiegel show Danny Parkins said that if the if the if it came down to it he would fire Matt Eberflus in order to keep Luke Getze and make him head coach which seems no. crazy to me I don't know why you would Luke Getze is awesome but I feel like Eberflus is the one that's building a sustainable culture that is going to continue to build you know Getze is yep. great in what he does but um I don't. I don't think you need to fire your head coach just to keep him around. But that's just me. No, and you you don't know what Luke Getzey's going to be as a head coach. You can't exactly. just say. And we've seen that too many times. Yeah. A guy's a great coordinator doesn't mean he's a great head coach. Correct. They're two different jobs. There's too much on the line. And then what? You're going to have Luke Getzey still call play? Do the Matt Nagy thing where he's oh, calling God. offensive we, we've plays? We've been down that road. We don't need to go down that road again. Exactly. So. He's so he's going to end up giving up. So if he's smart, he won't be calling plays. So he's going to give them up anyways to somebody else to call plays. Right. So uh, 
what is would be the same thing as Matt Eberflus giving up to some, well he doesn't call the plays but let someone else no. call the plays so what's the what's yeah, the matter so I, I I just no I I don't think so if he's gonna go he's gonna go um yeah. and I don't think Matt Eberflus des- deserves to. Be- no. to keep Luke Getze around. No. Um, I mean, Luke Getze's doing a great job. I remember it was funny. The three, uh, three, uh, three games into the season, people were looking to fire Luke Getze. Yeah. You remember that? Exactly. Yeah. The people exactly were upset right. with Luke Getze and yeah. they, they were upset with his play calling. And here we are now. And everybody's oh, Luke Getze's going to get a head coaching job. Like, uh, okay. Like he might. And, and you know, if they keep progressing the way they're doing, yeah. He he very well might get a head coaching job. We don't know that, but I wouldn't right. fire Matt Eberflus. No way. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, we have hi Justin and Vince from I follow. If you can burp, I don't know what the, who that Hello. is. Hello, thank you for thank you for watching. All right, um, <laughs> I think I think we're ready. Oh, uh, Bears Lions prediction. You got one score. Um. Bears 34, Lions 12. Wow. I thought the Lions had a pretty good uh <laughs> I I had I thought the Lions had a pretty good offense though, didn't they? Or no? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Uh, well, they were they were good, uh, excuse me. They were good at the beginning of the year. <laughs> and uh um they um they haven't been good the past couple weeks. They put up 12 points against Green Bay. So uh, and Green Bay's been just been in a uh, downward spiral for the past couple of weeks. So Fair no, I, I'm predicting uh, 34 to 12. All right, 34 12. I'm gonna go. Oh God, I'm gonna go 38 24 Bears. 38 24 Bears. Okay. All right, are we ready to get to some whatever? I think so. All right, let's go. He's on fire. Oh, <laughs> that's the basketball <laughs> drop. <laughs> now it's time here. for whatever. 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 Whatever you want. Whatever I want. Whatever, dude. Irrelevant. Whatever, dude. All right. Uh, we are going to move on to whatever. We are ranking our top five office episodes of all time. I'm excited. Um, Are you excited, Justin? Yes. I. It was very easy to narrow down my list. I think I did it in like five minutes. It so, was so hard. Um, really? I, I, I didn't even do honorable mentions. I, I, I neglected to do honorable mentions just because of the fact that there would be too many. Like it, I had my number one, but everything else after that I could – I could easily move around on depending on what day of the week you ask me. So. Yeah, yeah. My number one was locked in from the get go, which uh, it came up numerous times. So, um, all right. So we have plenty of people that wrote in. We'll get to our list first, and like I said, we also have a voicemail uh, right in from Cody Delmendo of CHGO that we will play a little bit later as well. Um, Vinny, take it away. It's 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 your show, man. Oh, it's my show now. Okay, it's your show now. Welcome to whatever baseball and whatever this week we are ranking our top five office episodes of all time uh this is not a slime five office episode this is every episode on the board for us to rank 
of our top five, which made it incre- incredibly difficult. I always like the slime fives because it makes it a lot easier to narrow it down to five. So, yes, we are doing top five lists. Uh, as Justin mentioned, a lot of people wrote in because this is such a great show. Um, I personally love this. this is one of my top three sitcoms. Uh, as we when we ranked our sitcoms, it was number three on my list. Justin, I think you're, it was number one on yours. Or did you have it number two? Um, Do you have it, It's Always Sunny with number I one? I might have had Sunny as number one. I honestly don't know. I feel like that's another thing. Same thing with best, with the best episodes. It's like you give me a certain day, I could choose one or the other and go back and forth. So, Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we all love this show here. I don't think it, Greg's a big fan of it too, right? It's Always I, Sunny. That's that the one that that's the one he doesn't like. Uh, yeah. Right? Greg's never really gotten into It's Always Sunny, which still blows my mind. That seems like yeah, right up his I alley. I feel like he would like that show. He would. Um, but okay. I digress. Let's move on. Um, Justin, right. um, you started off. What is your number five? All right. So I got IMDb pulled up here. So if we want to go over any quotes, but my number five, this is from, uh, let me check. I believe this is from season six and that is the golden ticket. Oh, good one. Is that the goal? Uh, is that episode six season six? I think that's season six. Ah, it doesn't matter. I can't find it. Um, all right. So yeah, uh, that episode in general, absolutely love it. Episode season five, sorry. Season five episode. <laughs> this, is, this is going great. It's, it doesn't matter. Uh, I'm looking at the list. IMDb this is does, going great. IMDb does not have the actual seat, the, the episode numbers. It's just got a bunch of, yes, yeah. they do. I can't, I, okay. I'm looking at my I'm, I'm looking at my number five and it's got the season and episode number. Oh, then I'm just looking <laughs> in the wrong spot. All right. You anyway, are. it's it's from season five. That is Golden Ticket. If you don't know what Golden Ticket is, uh, shit. Now I lost it. Hold on. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> this is the worst episode ever. Oh, that's a deep one. Uh, Michael asks Dwight to be the scapegoat for a once of a once of a lifetime business idea that backfires badly on him. But what when that idea has been unexpected positive upside and results? Dwight still takes credit, and Michael becomes furious. Um, yeah, uh, what if I'm not mistaken? Michael dresses up as Willy Wonka, goes around yep. putting all these golden tickets in a supplement, a, su- a supplement, a shipment of. Of paper, uh, unbeknownst to him, it's all going to the same clients. Jim, one of Jim's clients. I oh, was it, was it Blue Cross? No, Blue know. Cross. Yep. Okay. The biggest account. Yes, and uh, Michael does not put on there stipulating one per customer, so he loses, you know, a good chunk of money on that account, being their biggest account. Uh, you know, uh, Michael or not Michael, uh, David Wallace comes down. He is furious about this. Michael can't tell him who his idea it was. He th- first he says, "I think I think it was accounting, or I, we hired an outside source." Yeah. <laughs> and then he goes, "I think it was one of the salesmen." And he goes, "All right, was it Jim? No, was it Dwight?" And he's like, "Maybe." And then it, lo and behold, um, Blue Cross is so excited they make them the full time paper supplier. So it turns into this wonderful thing. Dwight takes the credit for it, won't give it back to Michael, and Michael just has a meltdown. There's that great gif of him just going, "Thank you." Because uh, Dwight finally admits it and saying what a stupid movie it is, which I would agree. I hate that movie, uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. You don't like that? No, I've I've only seen the original once. I never saw the one with. Um, I never saw that one. I either. never saw the, the remake Depp. with Johnny Depp. But no, uh, that is my number five. Great episode. Um, 
You know, just him hopping around in the dumbass top hat and suit. Yep. Like um, Willy Wonka. Yes. I'm looking at some of the quotes right now. Uh, okay. We need a golden ticket idea to get us out of this mess. Pam asks, what do we have? Uh, <laughs> she says, does that mean an idea that blows up in your face? <laughs> uh, so yeah, good. great, great, great episode. Um, also, I love the fact that's the one Michael runs down to the warehouse to figure out how did all these tickets get in one shipment. Yeah, he goes to Daryl. Hey, hey, you idiot! And Daryl just looks at him and goes, "Start over." And like, yep. <laughs> sir. Just, sir, 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 sir. Uh, and he's like, you know, I load pallets all day. And he goes, "Well, Michael's response is, what's a pallet?" <laughs> right. Know? So that is my number five, the golden tickets. Uh, great episode. Good one. Yep. Very good one. Although that episode makes me a little angry because the pizza episode with the launch party, when they he's got the 50% off for all the pizzas, it doesn't say on there, it doesn't limit the pizzas, but it's still limited anyways, so they could have still limited it. All like, yes. oh, that wasn't supposed They could have done that just because it didn't say it on there doesn't mean they could have limited it. So, yeah, that, that always... I- with that episode, it reminded me of that the launch party, and it always kind of just bothered me that he didn't get. It's more so not that they didn't limit the Blue Cross client; it's that they didn't get the pizzas for fifty percent off. <laughs> That's what really bothered me. I I do um, love too. There's the there's the quote where he uh, David Wallace calls Pam in to take notes, and then they start you know everyone's arguing, and he's like, Pam, do me a favor, don't send me those notes, throw yep. them away, like just totally washing his hands now he's got like a three-hour drive back to new york city so right uh spent yeah. all that time for nothing no, absolutely nothing let, let me get marketing on the phone you know it, it, yeah, yeah. Just, just michael's just... breathing in you can hear him breathing <laughs> is, is there a dog on this call right <laughs> <laughs> yes. oh that is a good episode great episode great episode nice choice um my number five was season six, episode six, Mafia. Oh, this is where that's... Michael meets with an insurance salesman that visits the office and is later convinced that uh, by Dwight and Andy that he is part of the mafia. <laughs> Which that that whole lunch scene where he goes out with the insurance agent and he's ordering gabagool, <laughs> and then the guy's like. Um, the insurance agent uh very strict you know if the salad's cold i or yeah i forgot what if the soup i order is cold i send, I send it, it, back. it back and you know and then michael's like if the salad is not on the side of my plate i send it back <laughs> you know he's trying to act tough too and then um what was it andy dresses up as a a repairman yes and he goes out to as dinner a car as like a mechanic and he yeah. brings a, a tire iron with him to the the, <laughs> the lunch and then he has to fix a car as they're leaving and what he's doing doesn't yeah. know what he's doing and he shorts out the lady's battery and tells her to call a mechanic because he doesn't work on i forgot what cars he says he works on but he, he, it wasn't normal cars and no he, yeah that that whole episode's great um and i i like that uh they were lying about um because Michael got scared of the the insurance salesman because he thought he was in the mob. So then he bought a bunch of insurance. <laughs> and so Dwight and Andy tried to get Michael to stand up to him and, you know, try to boost his morale. And they, they say they talked to the FBI. You know, Andy's got a friend in the FBI and Dwight background checked his friend and found out that he was an impeccable guy. is a real sweetheart on the force or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, and then Michael calls him up and you know, stands up to him and tells him he's not buying insurance and calls him a jerk or whatever. And they're like, you just stood up to the mob. And then Michael's like, what? 
Yeah, I exactly. Just, I love that whole that whole part of that uh, that episode. That's great. Um, I don't I don't know, uh, Vinny. Did you recognize the guy that plays the insurance salesman? What he's from? Yes, he's from Dumb and Dumber. He is Joe Mental Mentalino, the I don't know hitman. Is that what you'd call him? Yeah, Dumb and Dumber. And he's also I didn't know this. He is also the clown from Uncle Buck. That, oh, that uh, I haven't seen Uncle Buck. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. So if uh, John Candy, they order a clown for the kid's birthday party, and he comes in drunk, and he's like, "Listen, dude, you're gonna you need to get back in your car and drive home. Otherwise, we're gonna have a problem." And he punches the clown right in the face. So uh, there you go. So yes, Mike Starr is his name. He is. He's got a bunch of stuff coming out. He's got like six or seven shows or movies. I don't know what they oh, are, wow. but still getting a good lot of work. Him. So good for him. Um, yeah, I love um, there was a quote in there. Michael talks with Meredith. I'm trying to think of the scene. I just want to th- I think he's just making small talk. Um, and he Michael goes to Meredith. He goes, so Meredith, how was your weekend? And Meredith goes, well, I caught my son taking a dump in the <laughs> upper part of the toilet. He calls it an upper decker. <laughs> I just saw that quote on IMDb. Yes. Oh, I yeah. forgot about that quote. That is the yeah. first time I've ever heard an upper decker reference to something, but apparently that is really a thing. So um, I don't know why you would do that. That water doesn't go. Never mind. We don't need to get into it. Yeah. So. <laughs> but my, mine, uh, my number five was the mafia episode. The mafia. So. Great, great episode. Um, all right. Justin, gonna... to you. Number four. I do. My number four is, uh, this one popped up a lot on our our write-ins that people had. Um, I also believe it was a Super Bowl episode, if I'm not mistaken. And that is, Vinny, do you know what I'm going to go with this one? Um, I think so. But Stress relief. Be- what? At number four? Yeah. I got other ones in front of stress relief. Oh. So stress relief is my number four. I won't say too much. I'll save that for you. But this was a... Um, <laughs> A full hour-long episode. I still remember this was um, right before your sister and I started dating, like three, four months before we started dating. We were talking on the computer while we were watching this. That sounds really wow. lame now in retrospect. But uh, <laughs> but we were, I remember it was right after the Super Bowl or it was during halftime. It was something to do with the Super Bowl. Um, and, yeah, great episode. Stanley has a heart attack because Dwight plans this crazy fire drill and – you know, uh, throwing people up, throwing cats up into the the drop ceiling, and um, the the Office Ladies podcast did a great job talking about how they did not actually throw a real cat up there. Um, they had a stuffed cat, and at the very last second, they cut away from Angela throwing the cat, and then they had another person up in the drop ceiling that they built, and they had another cat ready to drop down gently, so you would never tell the difference. Uh, it was really cool when they explained how they did that. Um, Favorite part of that episode by far is when they're doing like their their breathing or whatever activities, stress relief in the conference room. And uh, Stanley's got the the heart rate monitor on his finger. And yep. anytime Michael Michael gets close to him, it starts beeping um, and they start to realize that Michael is the problem. Um, also, I love it when Michael comes back at the end and starts roasting everyone. Yes. Jim, you're 6'11", and you weigh 90 pounds. Gumby has a better body than you. Boom, roasted. Dwight, you're a kiss-ass. Boom, roasted. Pam, you failed art school. Roasted. Meredith, you've slept with so many guys, you're starting to look like one. Roasted. <laughs> Kevin, I can't <laughs> Kevin, I can't decide between a fat joke or a dumb joke. Boom, roasted. Creed, your teeth call, your, your breath stink. 
Boom, roasted Angela. Where's Angela? There you are. I didn't see you behind that grain of rice. Roasted Stanley, you crush your wife during sex and your heart sucks. Boom, roasted. Oh, that's great. Uh, yeah, and then he go, and then he goes on. That. Oscar, you are Oscar. You're gay. Andy Cornell. Uh, I'm sorry. Andy Cornell called. They think you suck and you're gayer than Oscar. Boom, roasted. So um, you know what's funny about that is he didn't roast. Uh, he just called. He just said Oscar was. He goes Oscar, you're gay. You're gay. He yeah, he didn't roast him. He just said yeah. No, yeah, that's it. That's it. So, uh, great episode. Funny episode. There's something about him sitting at the park by himself throwing bread to the loaves of bread. Or <laughs> just, he's throwing just it, it, single loaves of bread. Of, yeah. It just bizarre. You call for the crows. I guess they all flew north for the or like east or west or something. They all flew west for the winter. I've I've done no, that that caw noise a few times to your sister in public, and she'll just be like, "What what is your problem? Why why are you doing this?" So, caw. Uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, I'll throw it back to you, Vinny. Go ahead. All right, my number four was season one, episode five basketball oh wow where michael and the staff challenged the warehouse workers to a basketball game uh with a bet to work on the weekend um as the 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 winner doesn't have to work on the weekend correct um this was the i think the first episode i ever saw or the first one i ever remember seeing um this okay. was such a funny episode just like the them taking time out of their day to play a basketball game to determine who works on the weekend. And then it ends up they have to work on the weekend because the warehouse workers just intimidate Michael to work on the weekend, <laughs> which is great. Um, yeah, that was – I mean, this was like like Michael at his like cringiest, like he didn't – only cared about himself type of thing. Like he was awful at basketball too, which I think made it great. Yes. And he would just th- – he would throw the ball one-handed up there for a shot and then it would bounce off the rim and he was like, I usually make those. <laughs> that's always – that's a great line. Um, yeah, I, I love that. I love that the people he had playing were awful. Like Stanley didn't know how to play basketball. No, and I, no, and I, I loved love when, it when Stanley first gets the ball and he starts bounce like flat palm bouncing the ball and he sticks out his arm to block somebody and just Michael's like, Are you serious? <laughs> like this what is going on? And 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 I love too, doesn't he say something like why you know, I picked you because you know, or something like that. And he goes, What do you mean? No, what? that that's when he's picking uh everybody for the team and he goes, Stanley, oh, obviously, Stanley. That's and Stanley's like, it. Why obviously? He goes, Well, you know. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and it Come just on. gets really awkward and then Phyllis is like, Oh, I'll play or, or did she say she no, she was a cheerleader. I used to play cheerleader. in high school. Yeah, I was a cheerleader in high school or college yeah. or something like that. <laughs> Michael yeah. went yuck. <laughs> And then, then he, she gets on the team because of that. Yes, I, I do remember uh, that one. That's a but great yeah, one. that 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 just was one of the first episodes I saw. It's just really funny. I just also love like when Michael's first down there, he's like dunking, and then they move the hoop up, and yes. then he's just like, uh oh, like it's like, did he never ever play on a regular sized hoop where he would realize that? Yeah, I don't know why I'd make a bet where we would be working on the weekends if we win and I'm the star of the team when I can't shoot on a normal-sized hoop. Unless yeah. he was just thinking they were going to play on the low-sized hoop the entire time. Yeah, that's true. I honestly don't know. That's that's a really good observation. A really good observation. So I'll kick it to you, great episode. Great episode. All right. My number three, right? We had three? 
Yes, we are. All right. My number three, episode four. I'm sorry. Season four, episode one, The Fun Run. Oh, good one. I love that. This one's actually my number three. Okay. Uh, Great episode. The first thing about this episode I love is the intro. Uh, You know, Michael talking about how... um, uh, what's his name? Is it corporate now? I'm already, I'm already Ryan. him. Ryan's at corporate. You know, Jim is back. Uh, everything's good. Or Dwight is back. Everything's great. And then he hits Meredith with his car. Yeah. Just, just out of the blue. And the way she fought, she, she the thought, way she looks. Yes. And then she rolls off the car. And and my 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 second favorite part of that episode, and this is all like within the first two minutes of the show of the episode, mm-hmm. is just him walking into the office, and he's like, Meredith was hit by a car. It happened this morning in the parking lot. I took her to the hospital, and the doctors tried to save her life. Right. They did the best they could. <laughs> and then you see Pam, like, she's covering her mouth like she's going to start crying. And, and and Michael goes, and she's going to be okay. And I just love Stanley. What is wrong with you? Right. <laughs> Why I know. Did I you love have to that. phrase it like that? Other great, uh, great quotes, Michael. I'm not superstitious. I'm just a little stitious. Great one. I, I always, that I past. like to say that line a lot when I and think then, about superstitions. Yes, and then, and then also the 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 talking head shot of him in his office. Do I need to be liked? Absolutely yeah. not. I like to be liked. I enjoy being liked. I have to be liked, but it's not like I have a compulsive need to be liked. Like my need, like my need to be praised. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh. but um. Oh, and then and then my my other favorite part too is when they're gonna go ride to the hospital to visit Meredith, and Michael's like, "Well, I can drive, you know. Who wants shotgun?" Right. And Stanley's like, "You ran over a woman this morning," and his response is, "Everybody inside the car was fine, Stanley. You know, it's just like right. it's it's just awesome, uh, you know." Yep. And then and I think that's like the backstory is Kevin and Kevin and Oscar are trying to figure out if Pam and Jim are dating. Yes, they he are. He has that, that epiphany, like, they would go together like P, B, and J. Yeah. Pam, Beasley, and Jim. What a waste. You know, he just gets all upset. So, yeah, definitely. Yep. Definitely. Oh, and also then the double jeopardy. I'll, I'll leave some for you to talk about, but go ahead. But, yeah, I like the um, Jim's quote. One day, Michael came in complaining <laughs> about a speed bump on the highway. I wonder who he ran over then. <laughs> oh, that was, oh. yeah, that was good. And then... um. Him trying to get uh, Meredith to apologize oh. and f- have everybody apologize or d- do the apology in front of everybody. And then I think he tied uh, his balloons. Uh, the, the balloons on her, like, I don't know, <laughs> IV and the IV comes out and then he's trying to put the IV back yes. in. Yeah, that was that was oh, that was gross. That was um, and then Dwight putting the cat sprinkles oh god in, in the freezer in yeah the freezer yes and then it, it came back alive it she vomited out the the pain meds that dwight had od'd her tried to yes. od her with <laughs> and she spit threw him up and then was alive in the freezer and clawed all the peas or something like that yes um that was yeah that was pretty funny um i liked on the fun run when was it stanley um creed and uh um, oscar i think right was it Oscar? Yeah, they, they all to the restaurant took a to get drinks. Cab to yep. They were all cheering on Michael as he passed them, um, and he's like, "I'm like Forrest Gump, but I'm not an idiot." What is that? <laughs> That's the line I think it is. Um, but yeah, then they all go and get drinks and cocktails, um, uh, at at a bar while everybody else is doing the run, and then they got 
you know, took a cab to finish the race too. That was great. And I like how they did the race. Um, was it a 5k Meredith yes. Palmer 5k uh, run for the cure race for the cure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was five, five, it was a 5k. Oh, it wasn't a circle. In one direction. It was just one direction. <laughs> and they sat there. Yes. Um, and Michael refusing to drink water. Yes. Um, got a car because, up. you know, solidarity with the rabies victims because they, you know, rabies victims have a fear of water. Um, <laughs> so, so he didn't drink water the entire time. Yes. And the carbo load, uh, when he's having the, uh alfredo again that's something else i like to say when i'm eating <laughs> pasta or alfredo oh gotta carb up carbo load uh, or, <laughs> or i love like... too when they're in the hospital and meredith says she's had a lot of painkillers and then creed like just all of a sudden shoots to the front uh well what kind codeine vicodin percocet fentanyl oxycontin paladone what and she's i yeah, have an gets... idea and he gets all upset so yes that's great uh, um... also uh uh, Pam walking in on Michael changing. Oh, that's right. <laughs> because he says, come in, even though he's half naked, changing for yes, the race. Yes, that's right. Um, and then she tells Jim he saw she saw his dangling participle, which yes. as a former language arts teacher, that always made me crack up. So, um, and, and then he's like, see, this is how you enter a room. May I come in? And then he knocks and then he opens yeah. the door and he's like, she's like, no, you don't. That's not how you do that. Yeah. So, um, she oh, didn't and then, see where it started, but she saw where I it saw ended. saw where it ended. And then Andy's got the band-aids on his nipples because of nipple chafing. Yes. That's that a great, great. That's great. That was um, funny. Yes. You know, oh, and then she asks Michael, on average, how many hours a day do you spend naked in your office? And his response is, is European offices are naked all the time. Like, where, right? where, is that, where did he get, get that? So, um, great. <laughs> Just a great, great episode. Four Americans die from rabies every year. So I'm yep. so glad we could honor the, hold on, let me find it, the Michael Scott, Dunder Mifflin, Scranton, Meredith Palmer, Memorial Celebrity, Rabies Awareness, Fun Run, Race for the Cure. They're, Pro-Am. <laughs> yes, Pro-Am. Don't forget the Pro-Am. That's the most pro-am. important thing. And I loved how they got the the stripper to accept the check, and Michael's like, oh, you're <laughs> a nurse you back now. To school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, God. That's such a good episode. That's such, and it's a, that's another hour long one, if I'm not mistaken, too. Yes, it is. Um, so, very cool, very cool. All right, um, that was my number three. So we'll, I'll kick it back to you for your number two. All right, this is another one. Uh, wow, this has a 9.0 rating on IMDb. I should have been going over these ratings, but uh, this is from season two. Uh, oh, there's there's this this the episode numbers right there. You got to click on it first. Season two, episode twelve, the injury. Michael Scott burns his foot on the George Foreman grill. Um, I love that episode. It makes me laugh so hard every time. Um, that's so great. You find out, you know, the <laughs> Dwight Dwight gets the concussion because he's gonna race back to in uh, to save Michael from his 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 burnt foot. Just the, the mm-hmm. opening line of, I enjoy having breakfast in bed. I like waking up to the smell of bacon. Sue me. And since I don't have a butler, I have to do it myself. So most nights before I go to bed, I lay six strips of bacon on my George Foreman grill. I go to sleep. I wake up. I plug in the grill. I go back to sleep. Then I wake up to the smell of crackling bacon. It's delicious. It's good for me. It's a perfect way to start the day. And at one point, Jim says he wants to clamp Michael's face in the George Foreman grill. You also yep. have... Um, uh, Ryan crushing aspirin and putting it in his chocolate pudding. Yes. And, and, and Michael's like, I can feel the blood coursing through my foot again. And 
Right. I'm, you know, and Stanley Ryan's calls him. Ryan's kindness a, has healed me. <laughs> yes. Stanley calls his foot a mailbox, mailboxes, et cetera. I don't even know if mailboxes, yeah. et cetera, is still around. But uh, I don't think so. I don't think so either. But uh, yeah, it's it's great. Um, Dwight having yeah, Dwight's concussions yeah. just fantastic during yes. the episode where Dwight's actually nice and yes. I like uh, Pam when they take him to the hospital. Bye, Pam. Yeah, why are you saying bye? I'm not going to be gone further. Well, it's not going to be there or something like that. It's, it's going to be, be different same when, when you come, come back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I love that. I also love when they're at the hospital and he's writing down why he's there instead of why Dwight's there. Oh, He's yeah. running down burnt foot. And then also with the car ride over, Jim is having to squirt both of them with a spray bottle because Michael's acting like an idiot and Dwight's obviously concussed. So And he's um, drinking he's drinking alcohol because it's they're taking Meredith's van. And she's got open bottles of liquor in her van. That's right. That's right. I also love too when I think he calls his mom, if I'm not mistaken, at some point in there and he talks about how no one's taking care of him. Um I, I think remember. so. I, I, yeah. So, um, yeah, great episode. I have the little Funko Pop by our basement stairs of Michael with the wrapped foot in crutches. Uh, well, they made one. They made one. Yes, I have that one. I have a couple office ones. But, yeah, great episode. Uh, I also love when the do- when they're talking to the doctor and I think Dwight does a that's what she said joke. And she Michael did. Yep. Gets, yeah. Is yep, it red uh, or is it red? Damn it, Dwight, that's damn it, my Dwight, joke. that's my joke. Yeah. So there you go. That is my number two. But on some days, I might bump that up and bump some of these other ones down. So there you go. Uh, the injury is my number two. Nice. That is a very good one. Yes. Um, my number two is the dinner party. Oh. Um, this, yeah, this one is it's very good, very cringeworthy. There's a lot of very good, memorable points during that episode um god just michael's swindling to get uh jim and pam to have a dinner party because he's been asking them for months and he concocted a having them stay late yes and work through through the night um in order to do something he he made up something for uh, corporate had him do it and then he fake yelled at corporate and said don't worry guys you can go home and then yeah hey you guys want to have a dinner party oh well, we got plans no you don't because you're supposed to work all night it was just genius uh for him to pull that off like that um and then yeah just the whole i think that they didn't even eat at the dinner party no no, no. they got there and the the asabuka was still grazing <laughs> Three hours from now or like three hours from earlier, like four o'clock. <laughs> right. Like oh, my gosh. Oh, and then so what, she, what did Jan say? Sometimes they don't eat in Spain till until midnight or something. Yeah. yeah, something like that. And it's like, what? <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. It doesn't even make sense. I yeah. love the uh, the charades game when Jim was just uh, making Tom up. Cruise. Yep, he was he was deliberately saying the wrong person. It was the first like Arnold Schwarzenegger, and he did the rhyme. It rhymes with <laughs> no rhyme, Schwarzenegger. No rhyming. Yeah. And Jim's like, that's not a rhyme. No, uh, and, glucose yeah. in the chat said he hasn't watched a ton of The Office, but I have a few that I remember loving. Yes, I would say stick to the first six seasons, and then you don't have to watch after that. That's my opinion. I don't know. There's some, there's some, there's a few here and there you can pick, but I know Erica will watch any of them. And I, if it's on cable, which is always on, it's always on comedy central or I think Freeform. I don't know. But yeah, after season six, I usually stop watching it, but um, 
Yeah, that that is but such the, a good episode. Yeah, and I episode. still think, uh, you know, the, the part where she calls herself the devil, and then she does like the the horns up, <laughs> yeah. and then the the fires are like directly behind her. That yes. was just brilliant yes. um, on the show's part to to do that. But I still think in that episode she's poisoning Michael. Um, and it, it has to, it has to do with the, the, them when they're drinking wine, when Michael takes a sip and he goes, Hmm, it's got an oaky afterbirth. <laughs> and Jim looks at him and says, what to me? Like that's yeah. just Michael being weird, yes. but like Jan quickly, like changes the topic. Like she didn't want him talking about why the wine tasted funny or something like, cause why would anybody else say it has an oaky afterbirth? Like, yeah, someone would say what, and then you, you know, someone would be like, "Well, oh, it tastes like an oak, or you know, yeah. something weird." But I, I, you know, I don't know how true that is. But I always, I always thought that you know, maybe she was, she had po- put something him. in his wine or something like that, where she didn't want anybody talking about it. So then they quickly changed topic. I think that's when they started talking about. Um, I don't know if they're talking about Michael's table building skills. <laughs> I, I can't. It's cherry, they show the two by fours. Cherry, Brazilian cherry, cherry right? or whatever, or it's pine. I think it's yeah. pine. <laughs> I mean, um, I'm not very good at building things, but I know I could build a better table than the one he built. So yes, um, yes. So uh, that, that well, was my number two. I'm glad you brought that party. up because that is my number one. I have seen there that episode go. so many times. Uh, fun trivia fact: the staff, the staff, the crew said that was the hardest one to film because of so many times they broke and laughed during filming um god okay i don't know where to start but i'm just looking at the quotes the fact that they start uh michael and jan have this huge argument in front of everyone and and michael says (laughs) when i said i wanted to have kids and you wanted me to have a vasectomy what did i do and then you said you might want to have kids and i wasn't so sure who had the vasectomy reversed? And then when you said you definitely didn't want to have kids, who had it reversed back again? Snip, snap, snip, snap, snip, snap. I did. You have no idea the physical toll the three <laughs> vasectomies have on a person. Um, Just God. imagine being at, like if that was you at your <laughs> boss's dinner party and he just says that like, oh, my God. Way oversharing. Um. And then, and then when they they continue fighting about, you know, I would love to burn your candles. Jan says, you burn it, you buy it. And he's like, that's right. great. I'd be the first customer. And she <laughs> says, you're hardly my first. Right. To which he responds, that's what she said. So, um, oh, my God. I'm just, I'm looking, I'm looking. Oh, you know, Pam in Spain, they don't even start eating till midnight. And then Michael says, well, when in Rome, you know, like just little, right. little quotes there and there. Um, the fact that he's trying to get them to invest in her, in her, uh, candle business. And when they're out in the garage and Andy's like, I'm in, let's go. What do you need? Like, right. Cause he's, I love his character when he's the complete moron. Andy later in the show, when he becomes just a complete asshole, I could not stand his character Mm -hmm. at all. Um, yep. But yes, I'm, I'm looking, um, Oh, and then the, the, the CD from her assistant, uh, Hunter, Hunter, which I know we'll get into that. We can get into that a little bit later, but um, yeah. And then obviously, you know, uh, Pam thinking she's being poisoned too, because Michael must have at one point told Jan that he dated Pam, which yeah. makes no sense. Um, and then also 
I love when he's got the plasma screen right there, and he's like, you oh. know, I put this up on the on the bracket, and sometimes we just need more room, so I just go. Phew. I mean, he literally moves at what half an inch further into oh, the yeah. wall. It, it's yeah, <laughs> it doesn't come out at all. It doesn't come out at all, and then obviously that gets destroyed when she throws a Dundee, um, you know, and he screams, "Thanks, good luck paying me back on your zero dollars a year salary plus benefits, babe." Uh, How much was that TV? Didn't you I, say two hundred? Two hundred dollars. So that that was a two hundred dollar plasma just, screen. Just think, like that's probably a like two- a fifty sixty dollar TV now. Yeah, I mean you you I mean that's yeah, I mean you probably get a $200 plasma screen TV and you'd be like 30, 30 40 inches, yeah, 30, 30 40 inches, inches yeah. yeah, around there. Yeah, yeah that just it, that's kind of funny that, he, that that's how much it cost back then. There was I saw there was I think it was Walmart already had some Black Friday deals and they had a a 75 inch or 60 75 inch 4K LG or Vizio. And it was like five hundred bucks. I'm like, I don't need another TV, but that seemed like a seems like a great deal for a right seventy five inches gigantic. But that is that's my number big. one. Yeah, we only have a fifty five inch, and that's perfect size. But um, yeah, that's my number one. I love that episode so good. And you know, oh, in the beginning when he's you know on the horn with corporate, well, these are my friends, and I care right. about them. You know, like. Okay, you know, I mean, I I've had some amazing coworkers, but I've never gotten that upset. But um, yeah, there exactly. You go. That's my number one. Nice, that is a good one. But I'm sorry, Justin, this one was ranked nine point seven on IMDb. I know, I know. Um, you had this as number four, four. which could not be more <laughs> egregious. But stress relief is the best Office episode ever. It's a good one. It I. It has literally the two funniest scenes in sitcom history. You can't you I, you can debate a wall on that one. I, I right. mean, there's 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 no way you can say that the scene with just the fire scene and oh, the chaos of that when <laughs> Dwight throws firecrackers and they start going off and Andy turns around and goes, "The fire's shooting at us!" <laughs> <laughs> just a complete like. <laughs> He went to Cornell. Like, how stupid can you be? Like, what? <laughs> and then, oh, then during the Dwight's um, being scolded in New York, when they have the sit down meeting, he, um, they they he talks about how he didn't start a fire, but he actually did start a fire. <laughs> he started a fire in the trash can. Um, and then they do the whole um the cpr training which yes. again that is oh, probably God. my favorite scene ever that is the best scene of the whole episode that is a um, good one. just that again just the random chaos that happens during it where they try to get stanley to to do the compressions after he's just had a heart <laughs> I, attack yeah i think this would be therapeutic how, for you to do this yeah right how, how are you stanley we're not going to be there when your heart gives out <laughs> what, what are you going to do i will die <laughs> Are you gonna live with that? Well, I, I can. Oh, I forgot what he says. What the quote is about how he 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 understands the logic of it or yes, whatever. Yes. But then, uh, so Michael takes over, and then they like, oh, you're supposed to be doing it to <laughs> staying alive. And Michael goes, oh, I know that one. At first, I was afraid. I was, afraid. I was, I petrified. was petrified. Yeah. <laughs> singing oh I stay, yeah and then so then she goes no it's supposed to be and then she starts singing it and then andy gets up and starts singing it then kelly starts dancing and, and creed goes oh i know you you're the lady from the park 
fucking lot. Just the <laughs> most random thing. And then I think my favorite burn from Michael was when <laughs> when he's like, well, she goes, well, assess the assess the body. Well, Rose, he doesn't have arms or legs. <laughs> we, we need to talk about quality of life here. Right at this point. And Kevin goes, well, <laughs> I would still like to live in. <laughs> Michael goes, well, you pretty much don't have arms and legs. That's pretty much how you live your life. And Kevin's just like staring at him like completely hurt. Like that cut him deep on that one. Just that whole scene was just completely random and hilarious. I think I crack up every time I watch that scene. Well, and then they they cut to Dwight and he's got the face on him. Yeah, he cuts off the face after uh, Stanley starts having like, you know, he's doing the compressions and needs to sit down and everything. And yeah, just yeah Dwight cuts off the face and he and then they go back to corporate and then he's like well I I was just doing it from Silence of the Lambs yeah it's actually very accurate yeah (laughs) right oh yeah so and and I love that I don't know if it's the first or second one when Michael walks over and he's like ah this city and then he wants to sit on the opposite side of the table and he tells him to scoop down yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. That's the yeah. It's the same episode. Yeah. Um. And he's got to get the the signatures. Yes. Um. And yes. They, yeah. The the roast. Uh. Everybody <laughs> roasting Michael. Every, yes. You know. That, that, oh, so great. Um. Yeah. It's just that, Oscar that is, yelling at him in Spanish for ten yes. minutes. <laughs> and he just says, "I I I think of myself as a good person, but I'm going to make him cry." <laughs> is what he says yeah. before they show him doing that. Um, yeah. Yeah, and that and that also brings up the the fun run or yeah the fun run uh, episode where um, Pam burns Michael and says um, his thing is so small. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that, oh yeah, that was so good. Yeah, that was uh that was a great one. Um, that is a good one. Cut off your nose to spider face <laughs> when Jim <laughs> Jim's going through all the things of Michael. Yeah, it. God, I love that episode. That is a good one. The, bur- the roasting of Michael on everybody else is great too. And like yes. you said, that scene where he's 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 not uh he's just like moping around outside and <laughs> sitting at the train yeah. tracks. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And he's like, um, he's like, yeah. I, I always think of somebody's on a different planet looking at a, like a big powerful microscope looking down at me, just thinking if I'm okay. And he like looks up at this guy, I'm okay. And then he looks at the camera, no, I'm not. <laughs> It's just so depressed <laughs> after he did that the roast because he wanted to it's not like he yeah he, he brought said this like, on like, himself yeah right exactly so yeah that is the 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 best episode of the office um i'm that sorry justin one. you no, were wrong in putting it one. at number four it's a good one. um but it's yes that one. that is easily my number one very very cool do you should we do honorable mentions and then jump into our listener stuff real quick Sure. Yeah. Right. Uh, I I don't have any honorable mentions. I'll let you go. Sure. I had four. Uh, best Christmas episode is Secret Santa when he gets upset mm. that uh, Phyllis is, that is also Yankee Santa. Swap? No, this is this this is like season five or six. Um, oh, okay. It's when Phyllis is given the chance to be Santa. He flips out, so he takes off the Santa coat, turns it inside out, and that's I think right. He tells himself he calls himself. He says he's Jesus. Jesus Christ. Jesus yes. Christ. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, oh, you got space garbage or something. I think when it was metal stuff for for Dwight. Love that episode. That's also the episode where, uh, what what does Michael say to Kevin? Kevin wants to sit on his lap because uh, Phyllis won't let him. (laughs) 
He's like, yes. come sit on my lap and you will know I am the real thing, no doubt. And he's like, it's, it's not, not a sex thing or something like that. Exactly. Um, and then he that. sits on his lap and Michael has him get off. And then Kevin just sits and he goes, well, what do you want for Christmas? He goes, I don't know. No one's ever asked me that before. He's like, oh, and then God, he wants, get off, get off. And then he wants Ryan to sit on his lap. <laughs> I need this. I need this. You can't. You can't keep chasing uh, coworkers around telling them you need this. Can't yeah. do that. So that then, that yeah, that one. Yeah, I like the um the part when he says he's Jesus Christ, and Toby goes, "You know how inappropriate <laughs> this is." Oh, Satan, Lucifer, <laughs> and he like touches his head and makes he a, burns, a yeah. hissing noise. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was that was one. Uh, the convict is another great one. Uh, with prison Mike, great, love that. Yep. Uh, the deposition when uh, Jan is doing the deposition and kind of coaching Michael what to say so she can win her lawsuit. And yes. I just, I love the line Toby says. Uh, oh wait, no, I'm sorry, that's a different episode. But I love the fact that they give her, they give away Michael's journal to read, and Toby tries to befriend him, and Michael won't have it. And then lastly, the return when Andy comes back, uh, and loses his mom. I'm sorry, not Andy comes back. Oscar comes back. But Andy is there, and he's, like, being overly friendly to Michael and following him around. Yes. Jim does the prank by throwing his phone in the ceiling, and then he punches a wall. That's my other That's one. That's a good so one, too. That is the, the Moroccan Christmas one is a good, That's one, a good too. one, too. That's the, the one where Michael reha- takes Meredith to rehab. rehab. Yes. I have a deposit. <laughs> As he's dragging her in, she's screaming no. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, no, no, you can't make me. Right, yeah. that whole that the whole thing of her resisting in the parking lot was yes. hilarious. Just chasing wait, him around. Wait, 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 <laughs> and then she takes off running. <laughs> oh, that's excellent! Absolutely oh. excellent. All right, um, write-ins. You want to start, or you want me to start? You can start, Justin. All right, Melissa wrote in number five, second part of Niagara. Great episode. The Dundies. Uh, that's like season what one or two. Fire the fire yep. drill one, which we talked. Oh, oh, fire drill. I'm sorry. That's season one, two, I think. With the we didn't start the fire, the cheesy pita in the toaster yes. oven. Um, stress relief, which we just talked about, is number two, and dinner party number one for her. She says, really, there's just dinner party and all the other episodes. That one night, you made everything all right. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> Jenna writes in dinner party and safety training. Safety training is the one with the bailer. Um, yes. Where Michael goes down to the warehouse. Well, in an and... emergency, I could use it. No, no, you can't. Right? You can't use it. Exactly. And then uh, Michael, Michael, they, they tell, uh, Daryl tells Michael he lives a nerf life. Yes. And then he's going to jump off the building. Oh, <laughs> he's going to kill himself, pretending to, to kill, kill himself. himself. Yes. Right. I, yeah, I'm here for this. This is the second showing. I might bring my family for the third or whatever right. when, when he's doing the act. Uh, all right. Sean writes in. He says, Diversity Day. Great early episode. Dinner party. Mm-hmm. Casino night. The first Michael Sp- Scott paper company. Um, and one where Dwight and Michael go undercover at uh, Prince Family Paper. Honorable mentions. Casino night and du- uh, Diwali. Uh, yeah, that... Um, the Michael Scott paper company, I didn't like those episodes at first, but the episode where they admit they're broke and they go in and bargain to get bought out. I mm-hmm. love that episode cause they're so worried. Michael's going to screw it up and he manages to yep. get it done. Um, yeah, there you go. That's a good one. Brian writes in the convict, the fight dinner party, basketball and safety training. 
Very all good cool. ones good episodes uh viv wrote in for her daughter vicky vicky said stress relief for sure yes of course hugo writes in is it weird that i've never seen a single episode of the office well yes yeah yeah i mean i feel like it's, it's like not... a cultural thing yeah yeah i guess i don't yeah yeah i don't know <laughs> yeah uh Karen wrote in, I've never seen the show. I don't like the guy. I'm assuming she means Steve Carell. She did not clarify. That's how my, my dad, my dad hates the show too. He will not watch it. Um, Yeah. He likes Steve Carell in other movies, but he doesn't like, he hates the character Michael Scott. Absolutely hates him. I can see that. I mean, he's a cringeworthy character. Very much so. Very much so. Lisa writes in safety training by far. Yes, uh, that is a funny one. So there you not go. as good as stress relief, though. Uh, Erica writes in number five. Oh, boy. You need to talk to your sister. Number five. She's got a three-way tie between murder, Yankee swap, and secret Santa. Santa. Yes. I'm guessing murders. Is that the one where they, Michael pretends, uh, where they do the murder dinner yes. party game or whatever? Yes. Uh, yes, that's bourbon, a good one. Bourbon. I can't remember. Something in bourbon. Bourbon Street or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Something yes. like that. Um, yeah. I got another warm body in the other room. <laughs> I like the uh, when Andy's doing the impressions. Yes. And, <laughs> and Kevin goes, do Swedish chef. Where? What part what is province? he from? Yeah, what province is he from? He's from Sesame Street, dumbass. <laughs> That's a great one. Uh, she also says, number four, new boss with uh, Charles Minor. Number three, dinner party. Number two, the Dundies. And number one, stress relief. There you go. Part one? Part one. Well, I think stress relief technically was a, well, it was a, it was an hour-long episode, but I am yeah. I know on cable or in syndication. They, they break, break it up, up into, into two. two. Yeah, so there yeah. You, uh, they have that. Joe writes in fire alarm drills episode, Andy's meltdown episode, basketball game episode, run slash walk for AIDS episode. I'm assuming he means the rabies, uh, rabies episode, yes. and <laughs> different. Michael and Jan's dinner party episode. Yes, um, those are Great. those are all very good. Very good. Doctor Mantis writes in. We have not had a Doctor Mantis uh, check in today. I'm a little disappointed. No. Unless, unless I think that, he's got his pizza. Uh, he's got his pizza. He's ready to go. Uh, he says, Scott's Tots, number five. Oh, God, that episode made me so uncomfortable the first time yes. I watched it. It makes everybody uncomfortable everybody. except for Dr. Mantis. <laughs> I'm sure it does. Number four, Beach Games, great episode. Number three, The Fun Run. Number two, Dinner Party. And number one, Stress Relief. Honorable mentions, The Conflict, The Injury, and Safety Training. Good ones. Um, Jaybird writes in Gossip, and that's the one where um he tells uh oh, michael goes around um yes. that was a later one with uh i think that's when he tells everybody about pam and jim's baby yes. but he also he didn't know about that one and that's the one where he was telling everybody about stanley and his uh Life, mistress yeah. oh and, that and that's was the true one i love i love that part where he's like all right i'm gonna i already called his wife to check and see yes she was calling back <laughs> and he calls her cynthia and and he goes okay hold Hello, Cynthia. And then he like freaks out. He goes, "Oh, sorry, one second, Cynthia." And then Jim just reaches over and disconnects the phone because yes. it's already it's it's over. And he had a great plan though too. He's like, "I'm going to talk to her about you know redoing my We're gonna apartment." Haggle. She was like a d- design planner, and he yeah. was like, he was all like perfect and set up. And then he yeah, called her Cynthia twice. That was 
That was great. Um, but great then uh, Jaybird goes on number four, the injury. Uh, number three, goodbye, Michael. Number two, stress relief. And number one, dinner party. So there you go. All good ones. Even though those two guys don't, uh, they they like Andor. So uh, we can Oof. take their their list. I with tell a them they need to write in and tell me if I should watch Andor. I want to. They wanna, would say yes. I know they would. They would. But. Uh, Glucose writes in in the chat. I don't know the episode names, but the ones where the girls make a picture of Dwight and tell Dwight that the guy is a pervert and he posts them around town. Oh, that is a, a great one. episode. That whole intro with the flashing and and Michael comes in and just clearly doesn't get. He's like, oh, the sensitivity know. of it. Yes, I think. And he he's, he's like, Toby, where where were you for the last twenty minutes? Right. Show us your penis and and everyone's right. like oh michael too far no don't don't do yeah. that you know so i like uh creed though during the, he, the man was hanging brain what's wrong <laughs> with that if that's if that's a crime then lock me up <laughs> that's a great oh. great line so isn't that the is that what ladies appreciation day or something like that because then he ends I up think, taking yes. him to the mall and having him buy uh lingerie from victoria's secret yes and i think he's like i i wish for what does he say? A brain for for Kelly. Um, Kelly, a heart for Angela, and confidence for Pam. I don't remember what the yeah, courage like for that. Pam, something like that. Yeah. So. And and yes. Then, oh, um, it's like, that's when he breaks up with Jan. Yes. All right, buddy. It's not yeah. you. It's it's not me. It's you or something like that. And yeah. Then she walks in the door. Also, I love this the up of the scene where he's like, "Some women are wonderful drivers," and then they cut to Meredith like scraping her van against. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that that sound just oh it drives me insane. So there you go. We've made it through our office episode. We've done it. How do we do that? I don't know. That was that was. I'm exhausted. I'm ready for bed. I'm now. exhausted too. Um, that was a marathon. All right. Well, real quick. Uh, Again, subscribe to YouTube, youtube.com slash baseball and whatever, or subscribe on Twitch, twitch.tv slash baseball and whatever. Follow us on Twitter at baseball and what. That's the easiest way to get a hold of us. We're we're checking that on a regular basis. Email us at baseball whatever at gmail.com. Leave us a five-star review on your podcast app of choice, probably Apple or Spotify, and you can text us or leave us a voicemail. Oh, shit, Vinny, we got to play Cody's vi- uh, voicemail. Oh, yeah. Uh, all right. You can call us or leave us a voicemail at one nine one three eight zero eight three two seven eight. The number again is one nine one three eight zero eight fart. And last but not least, our guy Cody Delmendo of CHGO was nice enough to write in. Here is his voicemail. Here we go. Uh, hey guys, uh, it's Cody um, from CHGO. I, I hope you understand. Uh, this is starting out swell. Anyway, I don't do these, but I saw your tweet, and you're talking about the top five episodes of The Office, and I love The Office. It's one of my great, my, my one of my favorite shows of all time. And um, number one overall, number one overall, and you can argue the second best one is number one, but for me, nothing makes me laugh more than the fake fire drill episode. When Dwight does the fake Smart fire man. drill, Stanley has a heart attack, and and then they go through this this uh, this this training, uh, and 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 Michael is just classic Michael Scott. I don't I don't know how else to really explain it. I think everyone knows what I'm talking about. The close number two is dinner party. Dinner party is about as cringy as the Office has ever gotten, but that's what the Office is, what makes the Office so great is everything's cringy. Uh, it makes it so funny. Uh, if you love dead humor, you love The Office. If you don't like dead humor, then you probably don't like The Office, and they're kind of weird to me. But whatever. Uh, anyway, hope you guys are all doing well. 
waiting for you guys to ask me to come back on the podcast again. I want to be back on. Um, and uh, if I don't talk to you soon or on social media, I hope you guys have a good holiday season. All right. Bye. Uh, Cody's awesome. Check out CHGO and CHGO underscore Cubs for all of the Cubs uh, podcast video stuff on YouTube. They are awesome. But uh, Cody nailed it. Those are clearly the top two. I think even in our write-ins, everybody had something good to say about those. Highly mm-hmm. recommend them. Uh, and yeah, we are going to get Cody on. I talked to him this week on Twitter. Um, he said to send him some topics. So Vinny and I need to figure out what Cody's into. We already talked about it. I know he's into Air Jordans. And I don't know anything about Jordans. Uh, I've never had a pair of Jordans in my entire life. I don't know about you, Vinny, but... Uh, I don't think I have either. No, no, I like them. I almost bought a pair this year because I was really looking at them, and then I cheaped out. Um, go figure. So there you go. I know that's a hard hard, hard sell, hard to, hard to believe. Right. But uh, let me find our outro music. Here we go. All right, uh, that is it for us. We will be back, I'm assuming, next week. And then the week after that is Thanksgiving. So, I don't know, maybe we'll take the, take the week off and the uh, week off. and relax there and enjoy our, our turkey and all that good stuff. So, we will be back next week with another episode. Please feel free to write in and tell us your favorite Office episodes if you didn't get to already. Tell us what you think about your baseball team, what they're doing with free agency. And uh, if you don't live in Chicago, tell us if you're excited for Justin Fields like we are. Because we might actually have a superstar in Chicago we on do. our football team. Which I would say Ryan Erlacher was good. I don't know. Would you call him a superstar? Yeah. Yeah. Well, an offensive superstar. Let's put it that way. There we go. All right. So on that note, we are baseball, whatever. We will be back next week. See y'all later, See everybody.